The film basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement. After our incredibly long hiatus, I'm Brandon. I'm Andrew. And we're going to be going over, we're going to be doing something a little different this week. Um, We're going to be going over our top five movies that we each saw this year. You know, kind of wrap up the new year because somehow we managed to end the year perfectly on a Friday, which is our new upload date now. So yeah, we're going to be wrapping it up, uh, just talking about some of the movies that we like this year, and um, going into some of the movies we're going to be seeing next year. And I can actually start off on this one. Um, so I'm going to go into a little bit of the criteria for what I chose for this, because if you go look at back on it, we both we did 10 episodes of this, two of which didn't get uploaded, unfortunately, but that's fine. Um, and I'm, I'm rating this based off of, one, did I remember seeing the movie, which was very important, because I didn't remember seeing half of these movies, apparently. Um, two, did I find it, like, an overall enjoyable experience, or was it, like, kind of important to me? I'll get into a little bit of that later on. And three, did I think this film offered something kind of unique that you wouldn't really see anywhere else? Um, I don't know if you had any criteria for your films, Andrew, or if you just went off of, like, your favorites, I just but... went over the ones that I enjoyed the most, that I got the most enjoyment out of. Mm-hmm. Um looking at it from a fan perspective and from just in general uh you know i i try to take into account you know where it's a it's a film podcast it's on a film production company's channel so i tried to do you know a little bit of that but you know i basically was just like all right which fans did which movies did i just enjoy the most me personally as a person who goes and watches movies all the time so Mm -hmm. yeah pretty fair and on that note i'll let me let me start us off in my fit the the movie the fifth movie on my list and that was the green knight um which overall i think i put as fifth because i really liked the vibe of it um at the time when i was talking about it i remember it saying that it had like a great vibe about it for instance like the environment of the movie was really cool it felt very medieval like it had that very good like middle age atmosphere along with that very arthurian feeling along with like some beautiful costuming and props like they really immersed you in that king arthur world and made you feel like you were a part of sir Gawain's quest to like go and defeat the green go and defeat the green knight um i will say i didn't rate it as higher on my end just because i was kind of confused by the ending i don't know if you remember this but at the time um i remember talking about how the movie ends on a really weird note and like mm-hmm. if you look into the actual story of sir Gawain and the green knight like there's a lot more that happens after that that is supposed to be revealed to the audience and it never is mm-hmm. um so as a somebody in the audience watching that movie it left me feeling really dissatisfied even if it did have a really cool vibe going into it and i did enjoy like the overall aesthetic of the movie it was still missing that final little bit that like kind of tied everything together and made a lot of the plot kind of makes sense so besides that like i couldn't really put it any higher but as compared to a lot of the other movies i saw which were incredibly forgettable i did actually remember seeing this so that does end up making it the fifth my fifth movie on this list uh andrew what about you what do you have as your fifth favorite um so my fifth favorite's a little bit it was one of the movies that um i watched when we didn't really have any movies to go see that week Mm -hmm. so i did video on demand and i uh it was Mm -hmm. old from m night Shyamalan. Mm -hmm. um very good 
and this was kind of like where i was going with like a lot of the movies that i that i rated is that you know i did take into account of like the aesthetic of the movie and the plot and all that stuff but it was like i wish i went and saw it in a movie theater um Mm -hmm. but the whole idea like m night Shyamalan movies always really intrigue me i love movies with a twist i love movies that uh, that get you thinking uh the entire time you're watching it like oh what like what could be what could this thing be that's making these people you know age rapidly and you know you know this one it was right up there you know it, it was it was one of the better m night Shyamalan movies and i'm a sucker for m night Shyamalan movies i was talking mm-hmm. about this with um my uh co-workers the other day um one of my guilty pleasures is the happening i mm-hmm. love that movie like and i love it because of how funny it is like not necessarily in the way that the movie is good but how bad the movie is i enjoy it but old was actually very very good it got you thinking it had a really good twist at the end uh that you kind of didn't really see coming and it i kind of wish i saw it in theaters or um and you know so that was my number five yeah i feel like that was one of the um slightly more unfortunate aspects of 2021 as Mm -hmm. far as the film going experiences that you didn't get to see as many movies in theaters, unfortunately. I don't, no. I don't remember if that was a specific case for you and that one. or if That it was one just like... was in the theater. It's just I wasn't really going to the theaters. Um, That's fair. But there were at, certain movies like that that, that people, people definitely missed out on. As a result, oh, of course. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But moving on, uh, I'm going to go on to my, my fourth pick, um, which was, funnily enough, Lamb, for a very similar reason to The Green Knight. I really enjoyed the vibe of the movie, and minus the last ten minutes of it. Because, like I said at the time, not a lot really happens in the movie. It's more about, like, the atmosphere of these two Icelandic farmers raising, like, this little cryptid. And that's that's the movie. You just watch them, like, interact together. Like, they're just vibing, playing around, having a good time. And I just really liked that. I really, like, vibed with that feeling. I'm just, like, it was, what's a, what, it's a weird way of putting it. It's, like, a, like almost like i would like to see myself in that role kind of Mm. like i enjoy the i like that idea like in my head of like cool you're raising this little cryptid kid on a farm neat that's like a fun cool thing i'll also say i really loved the lamb effect of that movie that was something they did really freaking well because that thing looked way too realistic (laughs) to a point where it was a little bit unsettling which is i think what they were going for but also really cute so I, again, really loved that. Um, again, like I said, it's not higher on my list because I did not like how it ended. Um, which, in hindsight, I can see why they ended it the way they did. But even still, it kind of harshed my vibe at that point. So unfortunately, it's not higher on my list. But like The Green Knight, unlike a lot of the movies I saw this year, I actually remembered seeing this because it was it was more interesting than the rest of the movies I ended up mm-hmm. seeing. But what about you? What do you got? So my f- fourth movie is kind of plays into um my like my top three my top two movies are like just me being a fan but my my bottom three yeah so my (laughs) bottom three are all like technical aspect movies Mm -hmm. so my third is last night in soho third um no sorry fourth fourth yeah yeah, fourth my fourth is last night in soho Mm -hmm. um very well done edgar it's edgar wright so it's another one of those like very high prolific uh director type of movies 
the camera work the editing in the movie is amazing it has the same feeling as old it's it's got a twist ending you kind of didn't see it coming i kind of saw the ending coming um in the way that like it kind of it, it ended and you know it's just it was one of those movies where it had me i had it had me very confused at the beginning and i walked out of that going wow i need to go watch that again because i need to pick it apart and like figure out the little details of the movie so that was my four um that's the ones that's very fair i honestly forgot i also saw last night in soho Mm -hmm. and if i had remembered i would have put that on my list because that it was one it was the episode that we did where Mm -hmm. we we saw we both saw two movies in one week yep Uh, because we both saw saw last night in soho and yeah you went and saw dune and i i don't remember the movie i did that week it was i think you also saw dune I, oh, I did you, i did go see dune that. but we talked it we because we pushed back the last mm-hmm. night in soho because we oh i went no so this was the episode that um uh you saw it uh antlers and i oh, saw eternals okay. and gotcha. we both saw last night in soho that's why because it was the it. same week that we saw dune <laughs> yeah. and we were like well we have to, you were like i have to talk about last night in soho so we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about it at the end but okay yeah i'm I'm putting that as my honorable mention because i didn't remember it because i forgot at the time that movie was genuinely amazing if i had remembered it it probably would have been my third instead of Mm -hmm. my actual third which was king richard which still very good movie but very different movie at that um i think this was it was an excellent king richard's an excellent historical drama like uh, a historical of the 1980s at that point 1990s actually i think but no the 80s 80s okay well i regardless i thought it was a very good interpretation that specifically of who um richard williams was as a person in that he is both a very great he's a very he's a great dad like he is so good to his kids and helping them get whatever they needed and also recognizing that he wanted to do whatever he could to make sure his kids didn't have the life he he and his he and his wife had he wanted better for them and that's Mm -hmm. awesome he was also a scumbag and he was a horrible individual who at points in the movie almost murdered people like he's not a great guy and even how he treated his kids it's so questionable like again he's a very great protagonist which i love i love a character with a lot of nuance that you can't just outright hate because he did a great job at the end of the day raising his kids and he did he got exa- he did exactly what he hoped he would he got them out of he got them out of the life that him and his family had and he got them into this like these great professions mm-hmm. but again he's still a dirtbag and that doesn't change who he is as a person or any of that so and i will also say it had one of the most gripping endings to a movie i've seen this year like See, I, the, I, the last, I i watched it and i i think i was just so tired that night that mm-hmm. i actually fell asleep watching it mm-hmm. um so i have to rewatch it because um, i would definitely recommend it i was with somebody and and they said um that it was actually really good they stayed oh, up for the whole movie and they were like no it was yeah. really good like you have to watch it over as someone you're who, not like, tired yeah as someone who was like really not looking forward to seeing it because it, yeah, it was one of those dead weeks we I talked was about genu- it and you were like yeah i don't I, care i was genuinely surprised at how much i liked it nice. <laughs> it was really good yeah. so yeah highly would recommend it um again very tense gripping conclusion that had me at the edge of my seat the entire time the mm-hmm. only reason why it's not higher on my list is because honestly i did kind of forget i had seen it which is kind of the <laughs> the same thing for my bottom three i just yeah 
I just it didn't it wasn't entirely memorable for me after I saw mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean that it is what it is. What about you? What do you have as your third? My third is another technical movie by another prophilic director, but of Ridley Scott. It was The Last Duel, oh, okay. um, with uh, Adam Driver and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and the female actress escapes my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, very well done, very very well put together movie, uh, cinematography wise. Uh, it's it's a story that's told in three parts and all three parts have uh different storytelling aspects to it um so you have similar scenes um but the actors are acting differently in each in each scene that they do um but it's technically the same you know concept or not concept but it's the same uh scene so it's the same scene sometimes gets acted out two or three times in all three parts um, or one in each part and it, it and each time you see it from a different perspective and 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 perspectives change and and behaviors change and it was very well done um i enjoyed it it's based off a true story which i went and like looked up like the historical data or factual uh to it um but it was it was really good you know they they have two you know french knights who they have like their friends and then they have an argument and then they have a duel and it's all over because of a woman and you know and the the woman's kind of just in in the 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 reason why this is all happening and and you know it's um it was it was very well done and ridley scott did really well with it and um I, it's probably gonna he's probably gonna be up for uh, best director at mm-hmm. um for that for that movie because of, hmm. of how well i wouldn't be surprised uh for the oscars in february so mm-hmm. that guess. was my three um mm-hmm. and you know all three all five movies that i watched you like you had said you were like oh i forgot i watched those those yeah. ones like all all five of mine maybe not old but like all i wrote them all down and i was like how do i rank these and i was like well they're all movies that kind of just intrigued me and kept me entertained for the entire, yeah. you know, hour and a half, two and a half, sometimes three hours that uh, I was at the movie theater for or at my couch because I watched mm-hmm. old at my couch. So, yeah, no, I genuinely would agree because that was the same thing I noticed. There was a distinct difference between the five movies I chose to talk about yeah, and, and the, the five, five movies I didn't, didn't choose. Show. Yeah, yeah. Because let's just say Prisoners, Prisoners of a Ghostland was not making it onto this list no, no matter what I did. There was a couple of them that I was like, you know, I remember going to see them and they, they're honorable. Like, I would say my, my honorable mention uh, would probably be... Um, it's like a toss-up between no time to die and free guy uh those two i was like those two it was you know no time to die is you know i just remember that because it's daniel craig's you know his final bond film and then free guy was just it's ryan reynolds and it's it was hilarious but all the other ones i was like "Mm, yeah whatever quite fair but let's move on to the top two which for me at least either of these movies could have been my number one um, the only reason why my number one is what it is is because I had just been looking forward to it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, um, so for my number two, I had Mad God. And like I said, this easily could have been my number one movie of the year. Not because of the story, but more so because this was one of the most technically impressive movies I've seen in a very long time. 
it is very okay stop motion is a very hard medium to work in and make like work really well and i don't know how the heck this studio did it but they made one of the most visually impressive looking stop motion animation films i think i've ever seen mm-hmm. like the amount of like imagination creativity and just pure te- like horror that had to go into the creation of the hellscapes this one soldier is traveling upon to like essentially blow up hell it was amazing i don't know how that i could never have come up with something like that in a million years and it shows with how well it's made like oh even just like talking about something simple like scale and how the main character's scale affects the setting he's in at all times mm-hmm. like so and there are times when the main character is just like this tiny minuscule man as tanks are like rolling by him and there are other times where he's literally stepping on people he is so large and impressive and it's like that kind of thing you can never do in like a, a physical medium mm-hmm. you'd have you can only make this happen in like stop motion and it is just like an almost flawless movie the only reason why i, I ended up putting it as number two was because i was not a fan of the, the live action moments that are mixed into this movie personally i think they take away from the overall experience but that's kind of just my take and it's also another another thing that reason why i liked it is because it's almost my perfect kind of horror movie mm-hmm. and it has this like kind of like vague anthology feel to it as the soldiers traveling to these different hellscapes kind of like experiencing all the horrors that come to be in this place with an overall sort of meta plot of this dude who has to take this essentially briefcase that's a bomb into the pits of hell and blow it up and we're following this through the dude who is this outside almost outside observer because he never really inter never really is affected by the world around him minus a few moments where he ends up being very involved mm-hmm. but overall a stunningly amazing movie i will definitely be buying this on digital or blu-ray when it comes out because yeah. i need to see this movie again because it's just so amazing but yeah that's my number two so just like i guess my number one and number two were de- weren't like i i could have picked one or i could have picked two you know yeah. there were both of them could be one no there was definitely uh an outlier on which one was one which one was two i definitely knew which one you were gonna pick one and two uh, <laughs> yeah, because of how much you were into it when you were talking about them in the past episodes yeah. um but my number two is uh ghostbusters afterlife that mm-hmm. Which is uh, which is funny because I, people are saying you know you're you're picking movies that um, we haven't heard you talk about and I was like but yeah. yeah my number two and my number five technically <laughs> they're in the catalog but I haven't posted them so they'll be up yeah uh, the reviews of form will be up but Ghostbusters Afterlife um, perfectly nostalgia it was basically my childhood from uh, watching Ghostbusters with my dad uh, lots of callbacks to the original film um not necessarily like the other three that i that i put in my list not very like technical or not very like you know the camera the camera work on it or like the acting for it no this was strictly a uh thrill ride of nostalgia and i enjoyed every single minute of it they had a very nice tribute to harold ramus who has hasn't been with us for god like six years now or something like that um so i was pleasantly surprised that they included him into the movie um but you know the original cast all five members of the original cast were in the movie six six members of the original cast were in the movie um and it was just you know it's a fun movie 
if you and you don't even have to go, like see the other ones to know uh to go see this one because it's a brand new take it's a sequel but it's you don't have to watch the originals to do you should watch the originals but you don't have to um paul rudd is amazing in it like he is in everything else that he does uh he's hilarious and it's just fun it's a fun it's a fun nostalgic movie especially if you like the 1980s uh ghostbusters film Mm -hmm. and you know it was you know it's in you know they've got better graphics than they did back then so like the monsters and the ghosts they look a lot better than they did back in the 80s so you know it was my childhood essentially you know growing up watching movies with my dad so and that's why i put it at two very fair (laughs) yeah all right moving on to our top movies that we've Mm -hmm. seen on this year i think anyone who's seen any episode of the show could have guessed my number one um it was dune i've been excited for this movie since i heard they were making a dune movie back in 2016 I was a huge fan of the books when I was in high school. I'm still a fan of the books now. They're amazingly written sci-fi novels that hold up incredibly well today. Um, I didn't include... I actually haven't talked about this part. I've seen that movie three times since. Wow. I'm even considering seeing it a fourth. Because <laughs> I really... I just genuinely love the world that Denis Villeneuve made. He, like, adapted the book almost... Uh, I, I said this at the time. This is the best adaptation of the book I think we could have gotten. Mm -hmm. And I am going to enjoy that until the day that I die. Because I do not think there will be a better version of this film anywhere. And just everything was on point about this movie. The casting was amazing. The the setting of the world was almost perfect. I loved how they visualized the various, like, machines that people use in this world. In addition to, like, the sandworms and, like... The various kinds of weapons people use like all of it was perfect there are little touches here and there where it's like you can tell someone was paying attention to like the book and how certain objects interact with each other i also liked how they kind of kept with the theme of like how dune doesn't really hold your hand as a book which mm-hmm. is bad i don't think is good most of the time i think people need a little bit of help to get some ideas but with dune i and i think in this context it works really well to capture how the book feels reading it mm-hmm. Um, and all those things together, I, the movie was just genuinely amazing. Like, of course, I have some small gripes with how, like, certain things interact in the world itself and, like, certain things like people whispering a lot and the soundtrack yeah. being a too loud at times. I don't think that takes away from how amazing this movie was. And I cannot wait for the second part of this movie to come out. I'm genuinely so excited for that. I like how you picked that as your number one. And I knew it was going to be anyway because we have such different views about yeah that movie because like (laughs) i saw that movie and i was like i don't get it like i'm there's no exposition there's nothing that's explaining anything in the movie i'm so confused on what's going on and you're just like no this is great this is what it's supposed to be and i'm like exactly i don't know if you say so like Like, i probably won't go watch it again yeah i'll watch the second part to see what happens but to put it in like a almost different context um I used to be really into Star Wars. That was my mm-hmm. main thing until yeah. I kind of got to high school and I found things like Dune and saw other sci-fi books like that. So for me, this was kind of like my Star Wars and that like, this was my new hope and that I was like, Oh yeah. my God, this is what sci-fi can do. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, yeah, again, very excited for this. The mm-hmm. next part of this movie. Very good. So, so what, yeah, my, what do you got for your number one? My number one, I went off book with mm-hmm. my number one because i couldn't make it not my number one movie Mm -hmm. of the year 
Uh, it's a movie we haven't talked about yet because we were on hiatus. Mm-hmm. It was Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, okay. That's my number one movie of the year. And I don't care if it's one that I haven't talked about in this like podcast yet. Because well, you can talk about it next week. I'm going to talk about it next exactly. week. Exactly. Because just <laughs> like you and Dune, I've seen this movie three times. And I'm probably oh going to go see it a fourth. Yeah. This movie was everything I wanted and more. Like, mm-hmm. if you haven't gone to see this movie yet, it's the best Marvel movie they've made. And that's beating out Infinity War, and that's beating out Endgame. Mm-hmm. This was amazing. There's, like, so I'm trying to tiptoe away my... Away my around this because it's only been out for 10 days and i'm not trying to spoil anything even though if you're a been on tiktok you've probably seen all, <laughs> all the clips of all the clips of people putting it on yeah. tiktok already so i'm not gonna spoil anything for it but you already know that uh green goblin was in it and it's willem dafoe green goblin so it's not like weird like new person or like the one from the amazing spider-man it, no willem dafoe came back as green goblin alfred molina came back as doc ock jamie fox came back as electro uh the guy who plays uh dr connors from the amazing spider-man the first one he came back to play lizard and um uh the thomas something christensen or whatever his name is uh who played sandman in spider-man 3 came back to play sandman so, like, you have all of these characters that came back to play or voice their original roles from back when I was in high school. Well, maybe not for Amazing Spider-Man, but, like, for um, the original Spider-Man trilogy, which came out in 2000 and... I think it was 2003, 2000 and... No, it was 2001, 2003, and 2007 or something like that. I, it was something around it was something like that i think it might have been 2002 2004 and 2007 i think that sounds more right it, the second one was definitely 2004 i was 12 14 and 17 when those movies came out like that was my high school that was it's the the original spider-man movies the first one it's the first like big superhero movie that that basically kicked off the superhero genre of movies um and they brought the villain back and it was like like they you got doctor strange in it obviously tom holland spider-man uh who is the you know it's the movie that it's called spider-man no way ham of course it's tom holland spider-man that was in it but like you had doctor strange was in it for a little bit all these um villains from old school spider-man you didn't really get any new villains from like tom holland's era uh but it and the the crowd that I like every time I go to see a new movie on opening night, if it's like a big movie, like Marvel, like the, a big Marvel movie, it's always good to have a, like a rowdy crowd. Like if you don't, if your crowd is like silent during like the big parts and the big stuff that happens in the movie, it's not like, it's, it's not as fun as it is when someone pops up on screen and everyone goes crazy. I'm going to spoil a little bit. Like when, they they revealed uh daredevil uh charlie cox's character 
like 15 minutes in 20 minutes into the movie charlie cox's character of matt murdoch came on screen from uh, reprising his role from the netflix show my theater went crazy because they finally acknowledged that the netflix characters are canon within the marvel cinematic universe and we could get a spider-man daredevil team up eventually in the future which would be amazing it's it's between spider-man and daredevil and spider-man and deadpool it's two of the best team-ups right there uh in marvel movies so i was very happy and i don't know if you saw it. i'm sure you've did you I'd go and see it, it? no oh, oh I, I, I probably so will see sorry it for spoiling no that no, no. For it's, you. it's fine i it was this isn't a movie i was really looking forward to but it's like i've heard a lot of good things really? about it i'll probably end up seeing it you're not so. big into marvel then are you no, no that's not really my thing but i do like spider-man i will give him that spider-man, spider-man always gets me into a theater so yes so eventually. like and and spider-man is my favorite hero mm-hmm. like of all time so having that movie and just like the uh the act two when your the hero is down on his luck and you got to try to bring him back up and it's just it was it was a wild ride and it's you know it was like i said it's everything i wanted from this movie and yeah so yeah maybe i'll talk more about it next week but well, that was my number one and it, like i don't care what anyone else says like yeah. that is the best movie of the year for me and it's yeah. just because i like i like i'm big in the marvel marvel is my thing so oh, yeah well i definitely hope you're talking more about it next week because that's what i was gonna jump to right now instead of doing our normal pilot wings and the trailers that we're excited for in the coming week since we've been on break so long i figured we'd actually talk about what movies we are gonna talk about next week so, you know, people have a little bit of an idea. And I assume yours is going to be Spider-Man. I could talk more Spider-Man. I saw another yeah. movie that came out that I want to rewatch again mm-hmm. um, at home. But mm-hmm. I can talk about that, too. So I, whatever, whatever's we, up to there's you. Been, there hasn't, there's been like two, mm-hmm. three movies, maybe. Mm, no, there was two movies that I, that I was just like, I want to go see that. Like mm-hmm. opening night uh, since we've been like on hiatus um i don't know about you but (laughs) i have a movie that i've been trying to see for ages again but (laughs) i didn't realize when i thought it was coming out was incorrect it actually came out christmas day that's licorice pizza i've been waiting to see this movie for forever but it was only um when i thought it was originally coming out in november that was only for like amc artisan films or whatever that Mm. aren't showing anywhere around here it finally got its wide release last week so i'm gonna finally check that out because i that's another movie that was in that, um, what's the word for it? In that uh, vein of movies where I'm just like, ooh, this looks really good. And yeah. I'm very excited for this. Very much like Last Night in Soho. Very Not like the same vibe, but like, mm-hmm. ooh, this looks really good. I cannot wait to see this. So that's probably what I'm going to be doing next week. Yeah, There's been a couple of movies that, that have come out recently. That There was just two. So, like, I obviously I went and saw Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I also watched... And, mm-hmm. you know, this was another one that we haven't talked about yet because it only just came out three days ago. Yeah. Um, Matrix Resurrections, which I've Big already fire. seen on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Go watch it. Not sponsored. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to talk about a reboot, have you mm-hmm. seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it. If you want to talk about a reboot from an original trilogy, mm-hmm. they nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was 
perfect and the way that they tied everything together uh in how because you've seen the original trilogy i'm i'm guessing yeah. yes so at the end of the original trilogy not a spoiler it's been out for years yeah uh neo and trinity die and so matrix resurrections you're like well how are neo and trinity gonna get resurrected and so you you know it goes into detail on what happened after the third movie after um revolutions and it was it like god like they kept showing like they kept showing scenes from in the movie from the original trilogy like it was it was weird it was weird how they were like tying everything together in um in the the re the you know that new trilogy because it's a it's a new trilogy now it's just the first in a new trilogy and i'm kind of excited to see where it's gonna go because mm-hmm. yeah it was like you couldn't have you couldn't have made a better like sequel trilogy starter than this one i think it was it was great okay i'll definitely have to check that out mm-hmm. then because i do like the i do like the matrix movies yeah i am a fan so i'll have to give that a little watch but on that note uh andrew do you have anything you'd like to mention before we close out uh sports and nonsense has been on hiatus as well because i just haven't had the time or the energy with (sighs) the holiday season has Mm -hmm. been kind of rough on me at work but um that's gonna change soon hopefully so i may have some more free time uh fingers crossed for some good things to happen in my life finally um but you know uh we're probably gonna be recording again this week uh so that we'll be back um on sunday when uh this upcoming sunday and it's we're two weeks out from the playoffs so we're gonna we're def yeah i'm probably thinking we're gonna definitely gonna record this week and we'll be back just in time for the playoffs uh to start talking about you know that so Mm -hmm. and i don't have anything to plug myself but what i will say is since this is coming out on new year's eve i want to wish everyone watching a happy new year's and hopefully a better one than we've had this year not only for movies but for the world itself and yeah that's all i got um thank you for listening Uh, i've been brandon i've been andrew and and hopefully we can get 52 episodes in next year i know we started this (laughs) when we only did 10 episodes we only did like uh we started this in what october it was late september it was late september maybe yeah so like uh hopefully we can get like 52 episodes in so we can actually have like a good tier list of like Mm. what we have for next year so um we'll see we'll see what happens and what that what next year brings for us so definitely well again thank you all for watching and i hope we have a i hope you have a great new year goodbye